I've been an avid gardener now for about 45 years, and people ask me a lot of questions. They ask me how I started gardening, knowing that I was a lazy pothead from the city when I moved here. They ask me why I bother gardening, knowing that you can buy all the veggies you want, even organic ones, at the supermarket. They ask me how I cope with the heat, the drought, the increasing numbers of critters and the weeds, as well as the aches and pains of gardening as we all get older. My wife and I have a family joke. Like everyone we know, we have busy lives. We work, we cook, we clean, we travel, we teach, we write, we volunteer, we socialize, we perform, and then, every April, we add a farm. But now that the planting is done, it's a good time to answer all these questions, but with one caveat. Please seek actual fact-based information from someone else. I am a very peculiar man with many baseless opinions, ridiculous superstitions, nasty attitudes, and absolutely no claim to the validity of my own advice. Even the fact that I sometimes grow excellent tomatoes is a complete mystery to me. Although it feels like I do the same thing, the exact same way every season, some years they could win a ribbon at the county fair, other years they just rot on the vine. But let the questioning begin. So, how did a lethargic, slothful slugabed from Cambridge come to revel in digging, planting, and weeding vegetables when, at the time, I rarely even ate them? The answer is sex. My future wife was an avid gardener. She loved me, I have no doubt. We had a good physical relationship, to be sure. But she was a woman, like not a few others I've met, who actually got turned on by watching her partner working toward the common good, reframing a door, cementing kitchen tile, whatever it made her hot. Not to put too fine a point on it, I discovered early on that after working in the garden, we had fabulous sex. Why, people sometimes ask, do I even bother growing my own vegetables? It's certainly not less expensive. It's actually because the veggies you buy in the store taste like they were sprayed with poison, packed unripe, stored in a warehouse, shipped on a truck, left on a loading dock, and jammed in a display case. And there's a scientifically proven reason for that. They were. How do I cope with drought and weeds? Given the annual increase of the Earth's temperature and our lack of summer rainfall out here, this has become one of our biggest issues. But I can answer with one word, mulch. I use copious amounts of mulch on paths and under vegetables, straw, leaves, salté, black plastic, garden paper, burlap. I use mulch the way some people use ketchup. I put it on everything. Critters in the night have been one of my biggest problems. Frankly, I don't even know what they are. Voles, chipmunks, rabbits, rats. My wife swears we have a woodchuck. And to foil them, I have built all kinds of constructions. Chicken wire, netting, cloches. As I have said many times, 
My garden looks less like Eden than a minimum security prison. My latest solution is a foul-smelling, nausea-inducing, finger-staining concoction made of dried blood and vegetable oil. It is designed to induce a fear-based response that animals associate with predators. And it works equally well on nosy neighbors. The last question is one we all have to deal with, how to garden as we age. My wife built her house when she was in her 30s, with nary a thought to getting older, and judging from the jagged walkways, crooked steps without railings, pitted driveways, and other obstacles we have to negotiate in the dark to get into our friends' houses, so did they. If I was to start building a garden today, I'd build all raised beds. They're so much easier to weed, protect, and plant in. And, just like working at your laptop, you can sit and work at the same time. So there you have all my collected wisdom on gardens with a soupçon of snark. And I doubt that you'd want it any other way. I'm Myra Wood, and that's my opinion.